everyone, and welcome to Strictly Anime, a podcast for anime reviews and discussions. My name is Courtney. And I am Carl. This is episode 116, and we're answering random anime questions. There might be some spoilers, I feel like, um, throughout this episode. We're going to do our best to keep it very, very light spoilers, but if we feel like we're about to drop a bigger spoiler, we'll give you a spoiler warning ahead of time. So I want to start this episode off by sharing a recent review that re- we received on Apple Podcasts. And as you guys know, we always ask for ratings and reviews on whatever platform um, you listen to our podcast on because it helps us out a lot. And recently we received again this one on Apple Podcasts from Sukuna's Pinky Finger. Um, this individ- what a brilliant username. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this individual said um, that we're easy to listen to in the title, left us three stars. Um, but I'm I'm a little hesitant to read what they actually wrote in the review, only because the review includes a major spoiler <laughs> for Demon Slayer. Um, and so we just wanted to share this one. As we do with all reviews, we share everything that we get. Um, but if you want to share a review, or sorry, write a review for us, we just ask that you don't include spoilers in it. Just because there may be some unsuspecting listener out there who comes across the reviews or browses them to learn a little bit more about our podcast and then unexpectedly gets spoiled. Yeah, and this this user's comment uh, was on a pretty hot take that we had in one of our more recent episodes. Um, and so, you know, like, I, I respect the opinion. <laughs> I kind of find it funny, too. But, yeah, just for the sake of, again, other listeners or um, other people who might not be privy to whatever anime that you unintentionally spoil, just do your best to to not do that for for them. Uh, you can roast us all you want. Like we we accept constructive feedback or even trashy feedback. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just just please do it without putting it at the expense of uh, of our listeners. So if any of you guys are curious to see what this individual wrote, you can see it on Apple Podcasts. Again, just just know it's a pretty big spoiler for Demon Slayer, but if you're caught up, then you can probably go in without any fear. But also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts as well, feel free to leave us a rating while you're over there or on Spotify or, again, whatever platform you use to listen to us. We appreciate any and all feedback. We thought it'd be fun to do a country shout out because we haven't done that in quite some time. I was poking around in our um, Spotify analytics. Um, We've shared before that Spotify is our biggest platform when it comes to our listener base. And I like to check out the the country list because Spotify shares um, at any given time the top like whatever countries that people listen to us from. So um, again, it's been a while since we've done this. So I feel like this list is going to be a little bit different than some that we've had in the past. There's some countries on here that I don't think have been on here recently. So I'm going to go through them in reverse order. It's the top 10 countries, but we'll start with number 10. What do you think the number 10 country is on our list for people, for the amount of people that listen to us? Japan. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was like, holy shit, that's a lot wow. of pressure. Arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> that is so much pressure to know people from the land of anime are listening to us and probably judging us thinking, wow, you guys suck. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I just imagine like, you know, when your country, when something originates in your country, you're always going to feel like 
um i don't know maybe it's not as good in other countries whatever however that is like food right food's always going to be great wherever you eat it but it's never mm. going to be the same as like the country it originates from so i imagine there's probably some people from japan listening to us like damn these american weebs <laughs> but hopefully not hopefully you guys are enjoying our podcast hopefully they appreciate the different perspective we might have on it yeah that's a good point um number nine is denmark wow number eight is mexico our neighbors to the south very nice. Hola and gracias. <laughs> you know, I don't want to use like the thank you in every language of the countries that, that you mention because I don't know thank you in, is it, what do they speak in Denmark? Uh, Danish, of course. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> you put me on the spot and I got nervous. Um, number seven is Australia. I don't, have we had Australia on our top 10 before? Um, I don't remember. I believe we have a couple of members of our Discord who are from Australia. That's true, yeah. So there you go, guys. Shout out to you guys. Um, Number six is India, which I'm surprised because India was normally in the top three for quite a while. Uh, so we've got some other countries that are overtaking India recently. <laughs> you make it sound like a... Like oh, a, not like, like that. I mean, just like on this list. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> Number five is the Philippines. Shout oh, out to the Philippines. Maraming salamat po. Number four is the UK. Number Cheers. Three, <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Number three is Germany. Have we had Germany on our list before? Or I the feel top like 10? Germany was somewhere on a, our list. I don't think it was that far up, though. So, danke. Number two is our neighbors to the north, Canada. And of course, number one is the United States by a long shot. USA. Most of our listener base USA. is in the US. <laughs> but yeah, we appreciate all of you guys around the world that listen to us. I mean, it still blows our minds that we can even say we have an international audience or an international presence of sorts. Um, so we appreciate you guys. And hopefully you enjoy listening to a bunch of Americans talk about anime. <laughs> So now let's get into the topic at hand. We're going to be answering random anime questions. And honestly, I kind of struggled with coming up with this title because I didn't know if random was the right word, if we, it should be interesting anime questions, um, fun anime questions. I I went through like a whole thesaurus of, of words that we could use, but I feel like random is probably the best because it is kind of like a random list that we pulled from across the internet. Places like Reddit, Twitter, um, some of those like like question websites like Quora or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And some, a couple of them actually we made up ourselves because it was just like fun questions that I wanted to talk about. So this is really a conglomerate from across many different sources and a bunch of questions that ask a bunch of different things and I don't know, like a bunch of different angles of stuff. So um, we're just going to go through them in no particular order. I tried to group them somewhat cohesively, but again, we're just going to go through the list as we put it together. I think another title we could have used is like the anime hot seat because these are the anime hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> these could be like very interesting takes on, on these questions. Yeah, some of them were pretty tough to answer. Like when I when I added the question after, you know, coming across it, I was like, oh, this will be a fun one to answer. But then when I actually sat down and thought about it, it was pretty difficult. And I feel like the first couple on the list are going to be in that realm of like really tough questions to actually answer when you stop and think about it. 
And as we go through these questions, you guys should play along and answer them for yourselves. And maybe afterwards, join our Discord and share your answers there or reach out to us on social media or send us an email because we love to hear some of your answers. All right, so let's jump in. Do you want to be the first one to answer these or do you want me to be the first one? Um, you want to alternate? Like you can ask one question and then uh, I'll answer and then the other question, I'll ask it, and then you answer first. Let's do it. And for everyone's awareness, as always, the two of us have answered these questions without sharing our answers with one another. So I have no clue. I mean, I could probably guess based on what I know about you, what you'd answer for some of these, but mm -hmm. really I have no clue. <laughs> this is going to be fun. So starting with question number one, what is the pettiest reason you've dropped an anime or refused to watch it? So I think this is an answer that I've used mostly for rom-coms and slice-of-life anime. And this is thanks to shows like Akebi's Sailor Uniform, Shikimori, Aharen, My, my Stepsister is My Ex. Uh, th because of these, I've defaulted to nothing fucking happens as <laughs> as my petty reason for not watch wanting to watch um, most rom-com or slice of life and just being more selective in these genres of the shows that I want to watch because I kind of use you now as a litmus test for for these shows uh, because after watching so many or I guess not so many but just even a small selection of rom-coms and slice of lives it can get pretty boring and become a chore to watch a show when literally nothing fucking happens. That's interesting, because I feel like even some of the slower slights of life or rom-coms, I can still get into. But that's probably because I just enjoy, sometimes I need that like slow anime to kind of balance out all the other crazy shit that I'm watching. I mean, no, yeah, there's, like Komi is like a rom-com in Slice of Life that I've, uh, I've fallen in love with. Uh, that too can have moments where it's really nothing, even though it's about, you know, Comey overcoming her communication anxiety. But yeah, the fraction of uh, shows that I've watched in the, these genres are just, they can get unbearable sometimes. But what is your answer to this question? I have two answers. So for me, I refuse to watch an anime when everyone keeps telling me to watch it. I don't like being told what to do. That's like that, <laughs> that penguin meme where he's like, well, now I'm not going to do it. Exa that is and literally me. He crosses yeah. his when arms. When people are like, watch Naruto, watch One Piece, watch Bleach, watch all this shit. I'm like, no, because you keep telling me to watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm like, no, you keep saying it. I'm not going to do it. I mean, really, I am going to do it. They're all on my watch list, um, especially Brotherhood. Like, I'm definitely going to watch it at some point. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I, I like unintentionally procrastinate just because people keep telling me to watch it so then i'm like well now i gotta now i want to wait a little bit longer before i watch it the other reason is because i think the main character is ugly or like a character <laughs> is ugly or i just like the art style that's so, judging a book by its cover it is no it 100 percent <laughs> is and i know i should not do that but sometimes i just can't overcome so like something i just find super ugly because i'm like well i have to look at it the entire time i'm watching this show so for example i never watched black clover until recently and i'm only about like episode 63 so i've still got a long way to go but i took forever because i think that 
um, the main character Asta has like an ugly hairstyle and like an ugly character design. And I'm not super crazy about some of the way that some of the characters look. So I was just kind of like, well, I don't like it because I'm not going to watch it. Or one that I actually have not started yet, even though I keep hearing good things about it, is Baki. Because I think the character designs are so ugly. The art style mm. is so ugly. And I know that's a common opinion. There, is, I'm not alone on that. A lot of people do say like Baki is really ugly. You just got to get over it in order to watch a really good show. But I don't know. I'm looking at screenshots of Baki right now and I'm kind of like, ooh. <laughs> on the flip side, you, you didn't. I started ranking of kings before you because you wanted to see you you wanted to see if I enjoyed it and that's like an art style that's very different in It's anime. like the opposite of Baki. It's right. so soft on the eyes. Everyone looks really nice. Mm -hmm. And so I think you kind of judged it on the surface but when I told you like this show was really good, you you joined me in watching it and Cuz it looked like up... Disney stuff. I think mm -hmm. that was like the the discourse at the time when it first aired. People were like is this a Disney anime or is it trying to be like is Disney? Is it a kids show? It's, is it a kids yeah, show? It's, not, it's far from a kids show. But then you enjoyed up or you enjoyed watching it. So ended up enjoyed watching it. I did. I did. On to question 2. What is the most underrated anime you've watched? and the most overrated. I feel like we might get more <laughs> reviews uh, on our podcast uh, platforms depending on our answers here. Like more <laughs> scathing we're about reviews. to say some hot takes. <laughs> well, for me, underrated, um, I have two. I put Kotaro Lives Alone. Mm. I think that is grossly underrated. Like it only has, if you're looking at mal stats, I think when I last looked earlier today, there's only like 100,000 members that have Kotaro on their wow. list. I'm like, that is abysmal mm -hmm. for something this good. And that like had a pretty good amount of traction. I felt like people were talking about it, but then no one was watching it. So that show is just phenomenal. If you haven't seen Kotaro Lives Alone, please do so. We first found out about it from our friends JD and Earthworm over at Anime Brothers. And holy shit, it's just, it's a short watch. It's what, 10 episodes? Mm -hmm. but it is so worth the time the other underrated anime um and this one's kind of a i have to caveat this one it's got to be summertime rendering but the reason i feel it's underrated is, is is because it's stuck not only in disney streaming jail but in disney japan streaming jail so it's really? not even accessible or easily accessible for folks overseas so it's like you not only have to be or have access to japan like i don't know through vpn but you also need to have disney plus for japan so it's mm. I, I i'm hopeful that when it finally does make its way overseas that it'll be well received because that was a really really good anime yeah i still have to finish watching that one i think i put it on hold on mail for now though on the overrated end of things um i, ha I have a couple um so wow. i i feel like bakano is overrated <laughs> we did a whole review on Bakano. Um, let's see here. What episode was that? It was episode 90 of Strictly Anime. So if you want to hear our full thoughts about why maybe the both of us, to a certain degree, were not super crazy about Bakano, definitely go listen there. I feel like that creator did what they were trying to accomplish with Bakano much better when they came out with Durarara. So if you know anything about those shows and the way that they're written... I think Durarara is superior in terms of writing versus Bakano, at least in the anime adaptation. Then there's Elfin Lead. Elfin Lead sucked ass. I don't understand. Mm. Like it was all the rage back when 
we were the you know young weeblets um for those millennials like myself when you remember when elfin lead came out and i watched it like earlier this year or last year it was so bad i'm like it's so bad and you know i can i can kind of set aside um when something is a much older anime and just understand like for the time period you know was this good or not it was bad it just sucked ass there was also b star second season um i talked extensively about that in a recent episode as well particularly episode 113 of strictly anime great anime with bad second season so you can listen to my thoughts over there um, but i thought b star season one was much better and the last one is tony kawa um, I, I get the appeal. Um, I should like it, I think, because it's about a married couple, but I just didn't think it was good. It just fell flat for me. I think it's super overrated. People love Tony Kawa, but I just, I don't know, something didn't click with me. They just announced something for that, didn't they? Like something new is coming out for Tony Kawa? I think so. I'm still technically watching all of it. I'm, I'm totally caught up and I think a new OVA or special just aired and I'm, I'm going to watch it. But like, I just, I can't get just into out of, it. out of obligation. Yeah. And like curiosity. I'm like, maybe it gets better at some point, but yeah, it's all right. Anyway, what are your underrated and overrated anime? Uh, underrated. I share my answer with you. Kotaro lives alone. I think that was just the sleeper hit for 2022. And I am just, I'm so glad that I was able to watch this anime because I think it's, it is probably my favorite anime of the year. Um, I don't really want to go into the details of what this show is about because I think for those out, those of you out there who haven't watched Kotaro Lives Alone, it's out on Netflix. All 10 episodes are there and I highly recommend it. It's, it's a great blend of comedy and drama all packaged into this, this little four-year-old boy. We even convinced your, your sister who isn't really into anime to watch it and she it seemed like she thoroughly enjoyed it yeah she's watched like a handful of anime here or there so she'll watch stuff if like we feel it's good and we definitely recommend it to her because it was right up her alley as for what i think is the most overrated anime and i think (laughs) i'm probably gonna get flack for this Jujutsu Kaisen. Wow. Yeah, you are going to get some hate for that. I, I feel it. <laughs> like, I don't know. To me, it just seems like any other shonen anime. Like, with the premise is interesting with Itadori. But, and, you know, like, obviously, Mappa's visuals are, are great as well. Or their animation in this show. But I something about it, like, I, I'm I'm not as hooked as everyone else is. And maybe it's just because I'm not a Gojo simp, but... <laughs> I'm not either, to be fair. <laughs> and, and, you know, I know this uh, season two is coming out shortly. Uh, I, I, I will say this. I did enjoy Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the prequel film, but I, I couldn't get myself invested in the series proper. Maybe that will change with season two. Uh, maybe someone out there can share their opinion that will change my opinion about it, but... Yeah, it, it's not captivating me as other shonen anime out there are. You and I are always so opposite. I, I really enjoyed season one of, of Jujutsu Kaisen. And then I thought the Zero movie was like good, but not great. I, I thought the first season was better. But either way, there's yeah more to come. We'll see what uh, what's next for that show. Question three if you so some of these are kind of grouped together like multiple questions just because they were 
they they flowed really nicely together or they were very similar or pretty related. Um, so here it's kind of like a three-part question for number three. If you could get another season of any anime, which would you pick? Which anime should never get another season? And which anime should get a reboot? So what do you want more of? What do you hope they never touch? And then what would you like to see rebooted? Okay, so for an anime that I wish would get a second season, I feel like this might be one of your answers. Or I No, I, you... I'd be surprised if you have what I really? have. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, but I put Hunter Hunter. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that is a good one, though. I <laughs> so agree. You didn't, have, you didn't have that one on your list? No, but I, I would put it on my list, yeah. Okay. I'm only saying that because there is more traction now for uh, Hunter Hunter to get a potential second season since Togashi has returned to continuing the manga. And I think as of now, a couple chapters have been released. I know it's going to be years before the anime has enough material to draw upon what's been released right now. Uh, but I would love to see more adventures of Gone, especially I think it's called like the Dark Continent arc, which they hinted at. Um, but yeah, that's the only one I put for my wish to have a second season. For anime that I think should never get a another season, I put two, and they're for different reasons. So don't be surprised when I say this first one. I put eighty six. I agree. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I agree. And I, I put 86, but for a good reason, because I just think where that show ended, I mean, it leaves a lot of things open-ended, like where these characters will go in this in this overarching like war. Yeah, this overarching battle, this overarching war. But it was just so perfect of an ending that like, you you hold the characters up until this point so close and dear to your heart that you want it to to end like this. Uh, and I know there's so much more of their stories to be told, but I don't know if I can endure any sort of drama or heartbreak to come of it. So I think for now, 86 should be left as is, at least in anime form. I completely agree. I think it ended phenomenally. And if they were to do a season two, that, that's going to be a tall order. That, those are going to be some high expectations. I guess for for a bad reason uh, for not wanting this anime to have a second season is I put Shikimori. Oh, that? <laughs> okay. I okay. did not fucking care about that anime. I forced myself to finish it. Uh, when did it come out? Like in the spring or was it the summer? Uh, One of the two earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, well, that's just how much I care about it is that I don't even remember <laughs> when it was released. Uh, this was one of the few anime that I've watched on two times speed because, as I said in like question one, nothing fucking happened in this show, and I just thought the main male character was a huge bitch, and I don't know why Shikimori fell for this guy, uh, and I, I don't know where their relationship would go if they ended up doing a season two, if it's just gonna be more of the same where she's constantly saving this guy's ass. But I I don't care to see any more of that show. As for the last question, which anime should get a reboot? A reboot? A reboot? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I put Trigun. 
but a proper reboot of Trigun. Nah, I disagree. I think Trigun should be left alone. Just leave it. I don't even like that they're doing this shit right now with the CGI reboot. I don't know. You don't, don't think know. it should get the Hunter Hunter treatment? What? Where Hunter Hunter was, the 2011 adaptation was essentially a reboot. Yeah, but that's because the, oh shit, which one came before that? What year was, was like, it? It was like the 90s one. Yeah, like that one I think was like, okay. Trigun was so good. Like to me, Trigun doesn't need a reboot because it was like perfect the way it was. I The way I look at reboots and maybe this will, well, okay. I guess one of mine, people could probably argue against it. But my thought is like a reboot should be for an anime that was like pretty good. But you could definitely want to watch again in like a new lens. But if there's like a masterpiece of an anime or even just like a really strong anime adaptation the first time around, to me, I'm like, leave it be. I can. But I, can but I don't want to like discount your. If you no, want Trigon, that's fine. <laughs> no, I think the way I was seeing it was I would love to see Vash the Stampede drawn in by today's anime standards or. Like if if like Mappa were to, you know like Mappa has so much on its plate now, but if Mappa were to handle an adaptation of Trigun, and you know I think you've mentioned before that sometimes Trigun's humor can be campy and very of the period. Uh, I wouldn't want to see something like modern, like a more modern take on Trigun, which I think is what they're trying to do with Trigun Stampede, but just something that feels more timeless. I guess. Okay. Okay, yeah. Okay, when you explain it that way, I could see that. Because, I, yeah, I, I think there are some really awesome action sequences in the original Trigun that would be amazing to see with some of the powerhouse studios behind it today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess they're not drastically changing the show. They're just improving upon it. Um, then that works. So there's something, maybe it's just my nostalgia is giving me a hard time, like, not being able to accept anyone trying something that was already done well the first time yeah like i don't know why you have to make vash the stampede a little fuck boy i i like <laughs> it pains me to even talk about what i've seen so far for the uh trigun re or reboot whatever it is new yeah. anime we'll just call it new anime <laughs> so what are your answers for this very loaded question all right so an anime i would love to get another season of would be blue spring ride it's a romance anime that I think is just so fucking good, but it's one of those situations where they give you one season and they're like, go read the manga to find out the rest, which I did. I loved it that much where I actually was compelled to finish the manga. I think the story is pretty solid past where the first season ends, and I still can't understand why we have not gotten another season. So I would love to see more of that. In terms of anime, I would never want another season of Never want a continuation of. It ended perfect. I want to see what happens next. There's two, and they're pretty related. Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. I don't mm, need to see more. I they agree. ended perfectly. I don't need to see more. I don't want to see more. Like, if the, if I have any desires, there's where the headcanon comes in, right? Like, the ending of Samurai Champloo, I don't want to spoil it. But, like, you know, it, it does leave you a little sad. They both hit differently. Yeah. But they're in ways, like... The way that they hit differently, like one, it leaves you on a high. The other, it kind of sends you into depression. <laughs> but it's it's a refreshing kind of closure that you get for each. Yeah, right. The closure is what makes it 
so special and that's why you shouldn't touch it again just like 86 like even though there is more happening in the light novel there's much more to the story the closure was just so perfect that i would be okay never seeing more from an anime adaptation of 86 it ended wonderfully on the reboot side of things there's two and the one i think people might argue with me about based on what i just talked about as far as like the way i picture reboots is gto great teacher onizuka I think that GTO mm. is so good. Don't get me wrong. The original is so good, but the animation sucks ass for the period it came out in. It looks like it was drawn in like the late 80s, early 90s. It came out in like 2000. Really? Yeah. It doesn't look way older than it needs to be for I mean, that time period. <laughs> I look at the the Onizuka scrunched face on our Discord. And <laughs> I, I thought that was like, that was 90s animation. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool aesthetic, but I feel like GTO could look so much more gorgeous than what they gave us back in 2000. The other anime is Chobits. I just love Chobits. Like, I, I don't even really remember the full story. Well, like, she has, like, lamb ears. Yeah, she's, she's a robot. Ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love Chobits when I first watched it. Again, I don't entirely remember the story, but I remember just, just liking it overall. Um, but it's a show that took the anime world by storm for the hot minute, you know, after it came out and everyone was cosplaying it. Everyone like was talking about it. So I would love to see that rebooted. I think it could be um, a really good, a really good one to see done in today's animation standards. On to question four. What is the most fucked up anime you've watched or one moment in anime you wish you could unsee? I have answers for both. Um, so on the fucked up side, I mean, maybe I haven't seen as many fucked up anime as other people, but I put Elfin Lead because it was just like gory for the sake of being gory. Mm. And just like, I mean, the whole story, I, I hated Elfin Lead. <laughs> it was not good. Um, and then Devilman Crybaby, but like fucked up in a different way. Cause like the story was good and the animation was amazing and it was really stylized. But there were some crazy moments, like some really crazy moments that happened. Like there's one I want to talk about. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler, but it's just like a really, I don't know, not even like lewd. I don't know how to describe it. Do you want me to tell you? <laughs> if you can make it very out of context. Oh, it's super out of context. Okay. Um, so, I mean, everyone knows like if, if you've heard of Devilman Crybaby, I mean, Devilman, like the, he's he's got like a devil inside him. Let's just leave it at that. Well, there's just one scene, <laughs> and I guess spoilers, if you don't want to hear anything about it at all, spoiler warning, um, there's this one scene where the main character basically has a wet dream, but because he's so overpowered, because he is like part devil or whatever, um, <laughs> well, he, he ejaculates so hard, it splats all over the ceiling, <laughs> and he wakes oh, up, and there's just jizz all over the ceiling. <laughs> oh, I was expecting something like violent and brutal. Oh, well, there's there's a lot of brutality but, and a lot no, of gore, is... but it's actually really well done. Like all the violence in Devilman Crybaby Cry is um, really nicely animated. It sounds weird to say it that way, but it is really well done. But that scene, man, if you've watched Devilman Crybaby, you know, you know what I'm talking about. As far as an anime moment, I wish I could unsee. It's the scene from the Animatrix. So the Animatrix had like multiple shorter stories in it in different animation styles. And there was one story about this like runner. I don't know if he was like an Olympic runner or like a professional runner, um, but he was running on a track and he was pushing himself as far and as hard as he could. But there's a moment 
and I watched this when I was a kid, so maybe that's why I got traumatized by it. There's a moment where his thighs start to like explode. Like he's pushing his muscles so hard that like the the blood starts to like squirt out of his legs. Am I remembering mm. this correctly? I I saw the short and yeah i just remember the leg exploding it was like gross it was just like so like cringe in like an ouch kind of way and i still vividly remember it I, again i was a kid when i watched it and i still to this day remember that's like the only part of the animatrix i actually remember and i wish i could unsee it because i was like oh that's nasty i mean that's the same reaction you would have to seeing an athlete have a brutal injury in real life. Too. Yeah, so <laughs> very true. Just translates to anime as well. What are your answers for number four? I I answered the aspect of the question about one moment in anime you wish you could unsee because I don't. I feel like I haven't seen any anime that I thought was like really fucked up at least yet. Um, but this moment was also from the Animatrix. Uh, it's a separate story. Uh, I think they're. It's about like the war between the humans and the machines. And I also watched this when I was younger because my cousin had the DVD. Uh, I guess he was a fan of The Matrix. And then he just popped this in uh, one day when I was over. And I think I was traumatized by this scene. And I, I know I've seen worse now in anime. But something about seeing this scene back then was just terrifying. There's a point in that story where I guess the machine that's battling these humans and mechas he opens the cockpit uh for the pilot that's in this mecha and he grabs him and he just rips him out with his like limbs his arms and legs still inside the mecha so it's just his torso that's being pulled out and he's like screaming at the top of his lungs i just i think i had nightmares <laughs> about that scene after we watched the animatrix like just to know that there was something so brutal in animation out there was just so gross and, again, so terrifying. I like Now that you're describing it, I kind of remember that scene, but not super vividly, and I'm scared mm. to go back and rewatch no, it. No, I, I, I actually rewatched it before we, re we recorded this episode. Obviously, I, I find seeing it now, but that there was like a small tinge of me. It was like, oh, I remember how how scared I was of this. I guess I also saw bits of Angel Cop when I was younger, uh, but I think I've suppressed those memories. So I can't say much about like a scene from there that I wish I couldn't see now. Is that like a gore fest? Yes. Gore porn? Yeah, basically. Question number five. What anime are you ashamed to admit you watched? And what anime do you love that everyone else hates? Hmm. Okay. I feel like you're going to be smackledorfed at one of my answers uh but for the anime that i am ashamed to admit that i watched uh there aren't many that i'm ashamed to have watched like i know my sister my writer was a travesty to watch but you know that was <laughs> that was out of the fun of being on otaku melancholy's podcast to talk about how much of a travesty it was but i'd say one that i'm ashamed to admit i watched it's got to be yasuke Oh, yeah. I was yeah. wondering why you were watching that when it aired. Uh, I, I, knew, I know like the, the story itself is really interesting about this uh, a man from Africa who becomes like the first African samurai in Japan. It's just, I think 
this was like a, a Netflix marketing scheme to get people interested in their their slate of an, like original anime, and just the way they adapted this story was was terrible. It was like they wanted to insert as many cool anime things into something when it really shouldn't have been inserted. You should have just had like let the actual story of Yasuke speak for itself, but it just became so convoluted and like I I feel terrible that it didn't get the adaptation like the, the historical legend didn't get the adaptation that it should have out of this uh, but yeah I had to watch at least it was only six episodes but I also had to watch it dubbed because the uh, Japanese sub isn't available at least back then when it was released it wasn't available on US Netflix I bet they did that intentionally because it was a slate of like B-list celebrities. Yeah. They probably wanted to get their money's worth and B-list. like I, I don't I don't remember who was in it. Uh, <laughs> All I know Keith. is there were there were a lot of celebrity voice actors, so yes. they probably were like, "Well, we're gonna only offer the English dub because we paid so much money for these people, and we want to make sure people watch that version of it." Yeah, I think the most prominent actors in the dub for Yasuke were Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, who was from Get Out. Uh, what's the other movie he was in? Oh, I think he played L in the live-action Death Note, too. Uh, he played Yasuke. And then Ming-Na Wen, who's known as the voice of the animated Mulan, she played a character on the show as well. So, yeah, I think it was also just they tried to draw people into watching it with the star power, but the end product was not that great. As for the anime that I loved that everyone else hates, this might be a hot take. Platinum End. Wait, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) I thought you didn't like it. I didn't like the first half. You liked the the first half was the better half. Wait, what? No way. (laughs) The first half was them chasing after the, the Super Sentai guy or whatever. Right. Yeah, I thought the first half was better. The second half sucked. I thought the, the <laughs> second half made the show more thought-provoking, and I think that's why I liked it. Did you like the ending too? The end. It's hard to say. I I think the ending was also very thought-provoking. The <laughs> ending to me was a throwaway. See, we're so opposite sometimes. <laughs> no, because like I I went on to Reddit because yeah, the, the ending was something I that just came out of left field but i was just reading discussions about platinum end online and i i will say that because the the writer of platinum end or the creator of platinum end is the same one who wrote death note i think death note is the more superior story that i think it's sugumi oba that wrote uh death note and platinum end um but i think the second half of the series along with the ending make you really think about the relationship between religion and man. And I think just that that sort of theme is something that I don't really see a lot in anime, or maybe there are anime out there that really tackle the topic of religion. And I think that that's why I enjoyed the ending it was a weird ending yes and it's one that maybe wasn't uh 
well received. Okay, it wasn't well received at all, but I just thought it was bold. What are your hot takes for this question, though? All right. Well, similar to you, <laughs> I, the first question about an anime I'm ashamed to admit I watch is a bit tricky to answer. I realized that after we added it on the list, only because like if a weeb were to come to me and ask me about like this anime or any weird ones I've seen, I wouldn't feel ashamed. I'd be like, yeah. Like, I watched this, whatever. But if, like, a normie came up and asked me, and I, I mentioned, like, this anime or others, I'd probably be embarrassed or hesitant. But the one I have is prison school, because it's prison school. I mean, if you know mm. prison school, you understand why. So, again, I wouldn't be ashamed if, like, a weeb came up. But if a normie came up, I may not immediately tell them I've seen prison school. As for an anime I love that everyone else hates... I don't know if everyone hates this because it didn't get a ton of traction when it came out, but it's Koikimo. I think the English, like it, it goes by Koikimo as like both the Japanese abbreviated version and the English title, but I think the translated title is It's Too Sick to Call This Love. Is that the one where it's this adult who falls in love with a high school student? Yes, and that is why I feel like there's a lot of controversy around it, but the show itself is not controversial. It tackles a controversial theme but it does it in a way that's actually like not gross. Like, yeah, there's some like maybe questionable moments, but in general, like it's it's nowhere near as gross, I guess you could say, or like weird or controversial as like a lot of lolly anime out there or a lot of siscons or things like that. So I feel like it, again, tackled a, a touchy subject in a much more mild way than we've gotten from other shows. Question six. What anime have you rewatched the most? Cowboy Bebop. That's actually my answer, too. Oh, shit. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, and it's because I first watched it when it was airing back on Adult Swim. And mm -hmm. um, I try to only count, like, how many times I've completely watched it. But I've seen all the reruns, like, just turning on Adult Swim at night and, like, Bebop is playing. So, yeah, it's ingrained in my memory. And I, I've seen it lots of times. Yeah. Same. I... Uh, there are very few anime that I've rewatched. Uh, I think Cowboy Bebop is the one that's that tops the list, of course. Uh, even though you know, getting into the later episodes, it can get pretty tear jerky, and like I don't like to watch <laughs> those final episodes because of the again we talked about the closure of it. But it's still a show that I would hands down see any day. Question seven. So these are kind of the more fun questions, I think. That we had the first couple were pretty um pretty like potential hot takes. Here I think things start to get a little more interesting. So with question seven, we have which type of anime hairstyle do you hate the most? I don't know how to describe this hairstyle, but it's hair that's worn down that like covers the face. Almost not like a bowl cut. But like, what do you call it? Like the emo haircut. I think basically. I can picture what you're talking about. Uh, like one of the eyes is covered or like it's just obscuring yeah, or, their face. Yeah, just anything that's kind of obscure, obscuring the eyes or, or the forehead. Do you um, have any example characters? Okay. Ichigo, Armin, Kurapika, Lelouch, Kotaro, Todoroki, Mao, Kaneda, Tomozaki, Light, Natsuo, Uramichi. Wait, Ichigo? He kind of has. Uh, Ichigo has like spiky Bakugo hair. Okay, maybe not Ichigo. Wait, Although, and light? Wait, that's like just regular hair. No, but it's also just going down his face. I thought you meant like real emo hair. Like, okay, the one character that's coming to mind 
is um oh shit what is his name lucifer from the devil's a part-timer because it covers one of his eyes all the time and it's more structured yeah like hair like that that's all all done i feel like they're most anime characters have this hairstyle and it's sometimes it can be hard to tell between some of them because it's it's all worn down that's a lot of characters. <laughs> That's a lot of characters. You're right. It's a lot of characters with that style. So right. is it upset you it, yeah, how many characters you have to look at? If it's dark blue or black, especially black, every other male character basically has this hairstyle. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and maybe Ichigo is a stretch, but I'm looking at a picture now. Like he does have more of it spiky up towards the top, but the rest of it is also drooping down his face, or at least across his forehead. That's a that's a lot. I just can't get over how many how many characters that encompasses. Right. <laughs> well, mine I think is um, less common, but I feel like I'm gonna be inserting my foot in my mouth because it it encompasses some characters I really really love. And for me, it's hair that sticks straight up or de- defies gravity. So I'm talking Polnareff from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> I'm talking Senku from Doctor Stone. I'm talking Vash the Stampede from Trigon. Oh. Even my favorite gone freaks from hunter hunter (laughs) i mean i love him and i love all of them and and for some reason a lot of characters that have that hairstyle end up being characters i really enjoy but that doesn't necessarily mean that i like their hair because sometimes you get those episodes where they get their hair wet and it falls down to look like normal hair and i instantly think holy shit they look so much better like vashta stampede had one episode where he was like he took a shower or whatever and his hair was like not styled mm-hmm. and i'm like Vash, you look so much better like that <laughs> just leave your hair like that so it's it's not like it's the worst thing in the world to look at but if i had to pick a hairstyle i dislike the most it's got to be that one for gun and vash i feel like their spiked hair is there's something so 90s about it yeah I think that's why what i like about <laughs> like about their hairstyles question eight who is the ugliest anime character and which character has the best character design? And to clarify on the second question, I approached it like aesthetics wise because it matched the first question. So as far as the ugliest anime character, um, Ryuk from Death Note. <laughs> He's pretty ugly. I, I mean, like intentionally <laughs> ugly. That's his character design. Also, by the way, I Googled ugly anime characters just to see who came up in the search results and i saw a picture of bucherity from jojo's bizarre adventure okay and i was like i was like how dare you how dare you (laughs) he was he is a beautiful man okay do not talk about bucherity that way um as far as best character design like aesthetics wise probably gintoki from gintama and a lot of it is because of his outfit i love love his outfit i love that it's kind of like a blend of like a more modern like like shirt and pants and boots underneath but then on top he like half wraps um his yukata or kimono i don't know what you would call it technically but i love kind of that that blend aesthetic of like the old and the new um and he's he's built like an actual man like he's 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 got muscle right like he looks good Mm -hmm. he looks good what about you who's the ugliest and who has the best character design Ugliest would be Shigechi from Jojo Part Four. <laughs> like, what are the the bumps on his head? Is that hair, or is that just? Does he have some like m- like deformity? Maybe on it's his hair head? follicles that haven't broken the skin surface. Oh, yet. Okay, <laughs> maybe, but you know, poor guy. 
he he means the best, but his face is just is just too hideous. <laughs> Even the girls at school are like, ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, as for best character design, this is kind of odd, but I'm looking at a a figure of him right now. I would say All Might, just because I think he's, <laughs> I think he is like what a Japanese person would stereotypically think an American looks like. An American hero. Yeah. Yeah. Even though All Might is is Japanese, but he he lives by these sort of American hero ideals, and he has like the red, white, and blue. Um, it's just like, and he, I don't know why he has those the the spikes of his hair in front, but I just think something I about it. I assume it's like eagle wings. Oh uh, yeah, that, okay. that was my take. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. It something about it just seems so iconic. Like it could be up there with Superman as an iconic superhero question nine who has the best character catchphrase and what is your favorite line of dialogue in any anime for character catchphrase i'm gonna go to jojo because they're just littered with very good catchphrases but especially with my boy jotaro i'm gonna go with yare yare daze or good grief uh, <laughs> favorite line is actually from My Hero, which also happens to be from All Might, and that is United States of Smash. Oh, that's good. Because it, it can't spoil when it happens, but it just comes out of nowhere, kind of puts puts a little tinge of comedy into that scene, and the way that the voice actor, I think it's Kenta Miyake, delivers the line there is so much emotion behind it. I'm pretty sure he probably fainted in the studio delivering this line too. Uh, but I just, <laughs> there's something about it that just feels so iconic and just hilarious too. What about you? Um, I agree. Any catchphrase from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is amazing. So I just put like a catch-all for, for all of that. I guess a secondary um, is more recent, but it would be, <laughs> it's like an unofficial catchphrase for Aaron Yeager from Attack on Titan. Tatakai. <laughs> um, as far as my favorite line of dialogue in, in any anime, I have two. Um, the first one is from Gurren Lagan when Kamina says, believe in the me that believes in you. So Just, inspirational. Yeah, you know, it's 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 great. I love it. Um, the other one is from Death Note when Light Yagami says, I'll take a potato chip and eat it. <laughs> because what the fuck is that, right? Like, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I think the, the delivery of that line of the dub is great. Yeah, and, all, and the buildup <laughs> to it is like the best. Yeah, the whole, the whole scene is absolutely iconic. Question 10. What anime should not have been set in high school? Code Geass. I'm going to come out and say it. Code Geass <laughs> had no excuse, no reason to, no, no fucking business being set in high school. That was my it, answer too. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> made just, no fucking sense. It's just absurd. Like the only thing that I could think that benefited, you know, the, the story with having these characters set in high school is that it is just so far-fetched to believe that zero and what zero is doing with the world i'm not going to spoil anything but like just with the world in general could be done by a high school student i think that may have been like maybe one of the saving graces of how zero's identity was concealed for so long because no one could believe that and yet that's mm. what the story was so other than that other than that it really had no business being a high school show or a high school setting yeah like a character of that caliber you wouldn't expect to 
be someone from high school. And I'm just thinking like of, of American high schools. Can you imagine someone who could be a character in Code Geass that you went to high school with? No, <laughs> like any <laughs> character either. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Question 11. What do people think is a spoiler, but is definitely a spoiler when they say it? Okay, this is this is one from more recent memory. I put the One Piece is real. Oh, yeah. I, well, I don't know if that's a... I, I know it's a meme, but I imagine it's got to be a spoiler it, to I some degree. I feel like it, it's a spoiler. Obviously, we haven't watched One Piece, but, you know, just the... the fact that it sounds so much like a meme is why it became so popular well because it's either right because the one piece is real and like that's a spoiler or the opposite it's like a meme because it's not right right and therefore it's not real so like it's like a 50 50 <laughs> shot at that point so you could infer either way and, and have a 50 50 50 chance of spoiling yourself what did you put as a potential spoiler mine is more general um but as an anime-only person with many friends who read manga, um, I I find it a spoiler when you bring up any character from a show and a manga reader or someone who knows what happens next in the story says, oh, we'll just wait till you see what happens next. Uh, right? I, I kind of like, hate just, that. It just tells you that like there's it's not like a straight-up spoiler, but depending on the context of the conversation, it can be. Or like... Um, I don't know, like just any reaction that they have to a character. It's almost like you can't react at all. You just got to have a blank face the whole time. Or it's like when, you know, manga readers say, oh, it's going to get good. Yeah. Or, oh my God, it like gets worse than the manga. I've heard yeah. that too, where someone's like, oh, the manga though fell off. I'm like, well, shit, then I guess I'm not hype anymore. <laughs> um, And, you know, it's it's not to say that like manga readers or people who watch ahead or whatever aren't allowed to have opinions just because they know more to the story. But it's tough because you want to engage in the dialogue. But is there any real right way to approach like that situation? I don't think so. I think mm -hmm. anything really could be a spoiler. But sometimes the way people react and what they say about a character can just lead you to believe like something ridiculous is going to happen i've been able to assume that a character dies just from the way a manga reader reacted to something that i said about a character question 12 which anime character do you wish was real <laughs> this sounds like a, a question you'd ask like a kid in grade school <laughs> well this one took some thinking um but i would have to say gone freaks Oh I love God. Baby Gone. I love him so much. I would hang out with him all the time. He would just be the best boy, um, just be like a ray of sunshine if if he were real. So, yeah, I wish Gone Freaks was real. What about you? I put Kotaro. Also a ray of sunshine. Also <laughs> yeah. a very special boy, yeah, best just boy. Yeah. <laughs> precious little boy that you want to protect. And, again, I encourage people, if you haven't, go watch Kotaro Lives Alone. This episode is sponsored by Netflix's <laughs> Question 13. What is your shittiest anime take? Oh boy. Now this is this is going to make me get some flack. Shonen protagonists are all basically the same person. Yeah. Yeah, they're all built <laughs> with the same foundation. I could see that. Mhm. Mm what is your shitty anime take or sh what is your shittiest anime take um all right here we go 
The melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya sucked ass. <laughs> it sucked. I didn't like it. It's my least favorite anime ever. I did not like it. And I've watched all of the, the first season or whatever of like the main anime plus the the one movie that they had. So I tried. People also heard this opinion on the Simping for Senpai podcast episode that we were just featured on. So this is being spread all over. <laughs> They're going to come after you now. Hey, I've said it before in other, in other episodes too on this podcast. So um, it's it's not a it's not going to be a surprise to everybody, but I'm sure people don't like to hear that I don't like that show. On to question 14. I almost lost my place there. Which character has the best theme song? Ooh, it's a tie between Inuyasha from Inuyasha as well as Hisoka from Hunter Hunter. You always make me, like when we get to those songs in our Spotify playlist, you force me to let it play you through. absolutely can never skip it if i'm in the car you, you cannot do it i love them both so much they're not even like a minute long well they're like maybe a minute minute and a half long so they're so short i just need to live through them every time they come on the playlist but hisoka's in particular is great because it's like this latin guitar type am i describing that mm-hmm. accurately you're better with music terms than i am yeah i don't know what genre of it would be like in the latin music genre like flamenco or something with the guitars and the i guess castanets you would never think that that works for a fucking clown (laughs) from hunter hunter um but it works so well and it's probably one of the best theme songs what about you i have two as well um i think first or top of my list would be giorno giovanna's theme from jojo which is il vento di oro or golden wind by the JoJo series composer, Yugo Kano. <laughs> I compare it to, uh, what's that meme in SpongeBob where Mr. Krabs says, that's a 4-4 string ostinato in D minor. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, Giorno's theme has this part with the piano that just sounds like a, a, a death knell for any character that comes up against him or the, the, the Bucci gang in part five. Um, and also, it just sounds like this really great Euro dance beat. Like, I would love to hear this in a bar or at a club, and I would just start vibing to it. My second favorite character theme song has to be All Might's theme. I think it's called Watashi ga Kita, or I Am Here, His one of his catchphrases. Uh, that's composed by the My Hero composer, Yuki Hayashi. I think he purposely made this song to almost sound like Superman's theme from the original Super Superman film. And it it soars and it glides and it just makes you feel so triumphant listening to it and gives you a glimmer of hope about anything that you're doing in the day. And if you start off your mornings listening to this song, you know you're going to have a great day. Question 15. What is the most controversial or highly debated opinion in anime right now? This is a pretty interesting question. This is a tough one. Yeah. The one that I came up with is that I think there's way too many anime out there nowadays. Like they're just pumping too many anime out each season? Yeah. Because maybe back in like the golden age of anime, you you probably had like, what? three or four shows to watch i don't know if it was that little but yeah 
Or like, yeah. It was significantly less than what we have every season now. Right. And since anime is becoming more into the mainstream, you have all of these different streaming services that are trying to get exclusive deals on on anime that are sure to be a big hit or they're coming up with originals. And it's just, I feel like it's been, like the industry is so oversaturated. I mean, even talking about this uh, fall season, I, there are a lot of great anime this fall season, but I think that's the problem. There are too many anime to watch and it can get overwhelming even if like you, like us, we, we know we want to watch these shows, but I think it can take a toll on you just trying to figure out what to watch out there. I agree. Maybe not about like this season where, where there's like banger after banger coming out. I think that's a good problem to have. Um, it's it's good if there's too many great anime to watch. It's it's not as good when there's too many mid anime to watch or just like mm-hmm. mediocre not like special anime because i think there was one season even this year that had like 45 anime that came out or like somewhere in the 40s i'm like that is so much fucking anime to come mm-hmm. out all in the same season like it was extremely overwhelming to go through everything and decide like what are we actually going to watch this season but if it's like this where it's like chainsaw man mob psycho to your eternity my hero season six like it's just like you're you're eating good this season, but mm-hmm. that's not how it normally is. So I agree. I think it's like an overabundance of like mediocre anime versus a smaller, more curated amount of really good anime. Plus, I think you also have to consider the human factor of it because like you have all of these great anime studios that are pushing out these hits, but like I- I'm sure it's taking a toll on them, and it's not like now they've just fallen into this system where because anime content has to be pumped out so so rapidly like they have to work themselves to the bone um so yeah it's it's a thing where it, it's great that you know anime is becoming or having more of a face out there but it's like at, at what cost yeah and speaking of like all these streaming services trying to get the exclusive rights for stuff i always picture it like every season it's hungry hungry hippos like all the anime gets released and like all these streaming service services try to grab it up really fast so that they can get the audience for that show or whatever. Um, it is definitely becoming more and more like segregated in terms of like where you can watch those before you could be able to watch them. You would be able to watch them on multiple platforms. Now it's like you have to just have the one platform and it's stuck behind that one platform. Mm-hmm. What is your controversial opinion though? So I was going to bring up subs versus dubs, but I don't feel like that's, something that's specific to right now that is like a lifelong anime debate that will never go away mm-hmm. we all know the subs versus dubs debate i think one that's like more highly debated lately or more recently is probably lollies at least from what i i see when i browse reddit and all of the anime related sub subreddits i feel like lollies are just such a, a hot topic in general because um, you have the one camp where it's like well most of the time lollies are of age they just appear like they're not, therefore it's technically not bad or illegal or whatever. It's fair game. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, it's like, well, they can just get around the idea of having this childlike or like young looking character in these weird situations by just saying, well, they're a thousand years old. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. I'm not going to share like my opinions on it because again, it is highly controversial. But for the sake of answering this question, I feel like that is a pretty hot topic right now. Next question, 16. 
Who do you ship that no one else ships? I found this question to be pretty hard to answer. Um, I knew exactly what my answer was. And everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I ship Nobara and Fushiguro from Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm, okay. I get you've, vibes. Uh, you've told me this before. I yeah. get vibes. I know I'm not alone. I've seen like other, like just a few other people peppered out there um, that also feel that way. I feel like, like maybe people ship Itadori and Nobara, but there's something like this, like bond between Nobara and Fushiguro that I feel like could blossom into something else. Um, even like snippets of the second ED has like a picture of the two of them, like standing next to each other and they just look good together. I don't know. They look good together. They had that really like, um, close, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not like an intimate conversation, but just like a heart to heart with each other towards the end of season one mm-hmm. that I thought was like so good to watch. I don't know. Just the two of them are always together, uh, especially when Itadori goes off and does his shit. So I feel like they could be a good couple. So I ship them. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> what about you? See, I, I, I was looking through the list of anime that I watched and I, I couldn't really think of characters that would be in a relationship that others would think uh, is kind of out there because my my answer i put nishimiya and ishida from a silent voice just because most people don't really think of them as a couple just as really close friends although i feel like the movie kind of insinuates that they do have romantic feelings for each other but to give an answer that i feel is more suitable for this question i would say i would say connie and sasha from attack on titan really just because i think they're both the biggest airheads on that show and so they could be airheads in love together i know sasha or people like to ship sasha with someone else in attack on titan but doing our rewatch now i figure they could be good for each other but you know, it'd be like the blind leading the blind in that relationship. <laughs> Question 17. You're going to like this one. Who is the most boring protagonist? Mob. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mob. <Aww. laughs> it's funny because I think he's supposed to be boring. Like yeah, that's, that's the point. Fair. That's the point of Mob Psycho. Uh, but I'll be honest. There were some episodes of the first season where I was almost half asleep watching mob he's just a precious best boy alongside gon freaks and kotaro and boji yeah like he's a bright-eyed idiot that's (laughs) how i'll put it who who would you consider most boring i put two um i put lagoshi from b stars and again maybe he's intentionally boring but i just feel like he just falls to the wayside like everyone else around him is so much more interesting and out there and he's just like this very shy timid character that like is put in these crazy situations and he still just like can't break out of his shell even for a minute the other one is bam from tower of god i was like he was so Uh, boring everyone else stole the show and he was just there i forgot about that show (laughs) i forgot about it i think everyone did (laughs) number 18 what is the most spoiler filled opening and ending i feel like we're gonna share an answer on this one so for opening for the OP, I actually put the OP to To Your Eternity Season 1. It's straight up, like, spoiled mm. everything. Like, every character beat, every death, every, like... 
even like, moments challenge. that we didn't see. Yeah, like it just, and they weren't even subtle about it at times. I was like, okay, well, remember we were watching it at one point, and I'm like, okay, well, I feel like these characters are probably going to die, or these characters are going to get separated, right. or like this character is going to have, you know, this experience happen because it was in the fucking OP. It was a great OP, but yeah, it was pretty blatant sometimes. I mean, once you figure out what the premise of the show is, like, y- you'll look at these OPs for To Your Eternity and figure. Oh, yeah, that's probably not going to pan out the way that we'd hope. As far as Edie goes, and this might be the one that you have as well, um, it's the Edie from Attack on Titan Season 2. Yep. Because, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, really, but it basically spoils everything. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't say more than that. Like It basically spoils everything, and we didn't realize it the first time we watched it. We didn't realize it back then. We realize it now, though. What about you? For OP... I actually put Hunter Hunter, but more specifically the Chimera Ant arc. The unique thing about Hunter Hunter is that, of course, it, it uses the same song in its OP, and I think that's brilliant. They should not ever change it if they consider doing a season two. But specifically for the Chimera Ant arc, I realized this after the fact, and even as we're we were watching it, uh, there are slight spoilers of one character's demise. And then you see an OP ability that's unlocked by one of the main characters. And then there's the reveal of a major villain in the arc that is just pretty blatantly shown at the beginning, at the end, at the end of this OP, that in the arc itself, they built up to his appearance. So it kind of diminishes that whole thing. Um, so as much as I, I always enjoyed hearing departure uh, in the OP, yeah, it's better off that you close your eyes while you're <laughs> while you're listening to it. You just close your eyes anytime an OP or an ED comes on for like any anime. Right. And as we discussed, uh, my answer for the spoiler field ending is Attack on Titan Season 2. That has a creepy song anyway, so maybe you should skip it. Uh, but yeah, it it was it was right there the whole fucking time. Question 19. What instantly ruins an anime for you? So my answer, I don't think it, it would ruin an anime for me, but it would make me like kind of, it would, would make me audibly groan. And it's anytime a shonen protagonist trope is glaringly obvious. And I'm talking specifically about the character not feeling adequate enough or feeling worthless or powerless or they have a sudden emotional outburst of like just crying i'm thinking of like takemichi tanjiro Tanjiro, midoriya (laughs) all great characters up until that point what about you what is your instant ramen ruined anime moment (laughs) (laughs) um what instantly ruins anime for me is when a character has an annoying voice because then you have to listen to it the rest of the show like if it's Frederica. Oh my God, from 86. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it feels like extremely forced or it's unnecessarily high pitched or it's just not a good match at all for the character. So maybe a better way of describing it is like really bad voice acting choice. Um, but really, it's more just like it makes the character annoying. Um, or when they have like, I don't know, like a fake accent and it just seems weird. Or it's just like anything that doesn't feel good for the character is like tough to watch but the unnecessarily high pitched stuff is like the worst of the worst 
Yeah, I can see it. It makes you want to like stick scissors in your ears. <laughs> and it's not to knock the voice actors. They do a very good job. They're good at what they do. Like their performances are always great. But I can't get over if I, you know, I can't ignore if I don't enjoy hearing a particular voice. And the final question, question 20. Yeah, which... sorry, guys. We forgot to mention how many questions we had. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20 questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this one is just in time for the season. Which anime has the best Christmas episode? I put two anime. Um, Toradora, I think, has the best Christmas arc of like any anime that I've seen. It's one of the most pivotal points in the story. Um, it's, it's so good that the Toradora community on like the R anime subreddit and the R Toradora subreddit love to do Christmas rewatches of Toradora every single year. And I like to partake in them um, as much as I can. The other I'd say is like for the opposite reason, it's Gintama's um, Christmas episodes because they're always so Mm. stupid, but really funny and like wholesome by the end of it. And I think they have a couple of them. So yeah, any, anytime Gintama tackles Christmas or any holiday, it's always good. That's the one where like the farting Santa. The farting Santa was great. I love the farting Santa. Um, There's another one where like Gintoki wants to surprise one of the other characters who like believes in Santa. So he shows up dressed as Santa, not realizing that that character's dad was also had the exact same plan. So now there's two Santas and then suddenly more characters show up as Santa. So there's like a million Santas. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Well, I'm, I'm surprised there hasn't been an American show that has come up with that premise. I'm sure they will. Someone's going to steal it from Gintama. <laughs> what about you? Um, I guess like the anime that I've watched, there there have been Christmas episodes, but none that are particularly memorable. I was actually looking up. Uh, there's a master list of Christmas anime episodes. Is there really? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so, you know, I, we can share this in the Discord for anyone who... I guess if you w- would watch these out of context, that would probably ruin the anime for you. Well, it but. depends. Like if it's like a Gintama thing, that's more of like a filler. It's not maybe not literally filler, but it feels more like a filler episode where it's separate from the main story. Mm-hmm. If it's like a Toradora, that's literally going to be plot progression. So yeah, that could be spoiler. Yeah, I mean, like it lists that Death Note has a Christmas episode on here. So obviously- why am I forgetting that? Well, it was in the later part of Death Note. It says, oh, okay. oh, episodes 33 and 34. But obviously, you shouldn't watch that as a like as a standalone Christmas episode. You should watch the entirety of Death Note. Uh, but I would say the one that stands out for me right now is My Hero's Christmas episode, which was weird because I think that episode came out during the summer. And they've had multiple. Are you talking about the most recent seasons? christmas episode yes where they all had the hats and like the yeah. little the little santa hat with like but the pom-pom at the top was not like a white pom-pom it was kind of tied like, into their quirk or their yeah character. it was like unique to each of them that, that mm-hmm. was really cute i like that a lot and also i think the first half of the episode uh there was like todoroki had an interview where he took the questions or some answers literally uh whereas like he was interviewing with or mount lady was interviewing yeah him, and she was like you're going to slay the ladies with your smile. And then he gets this dark look on his face. And he's like, if I smile, they die. <laughs> I just love it. And Todoroki's my favorite My Hero character. Uh, but yeah, then you have the second 
part of the episode, which focuses on just the, the joys of Christmas, especially with Ari experiencing the holiday, um, knowing what Ari had gone through, I think, in season four, and then seeing what she goes through here. It's very heartwarming. It's wholesome for yeah. sure. And then, of course, like you said, the Christmas hats, just seeing the little Easter eggs of what's the, at the little pom-pom or whatever at the end of their Santa hats. Um, I also would say it's not a Christmas episode, but a Christmas movie would be Tokyo Godfathers. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is one that I would probably add to the slate of Christmas films that we watch during the holidays. Uh, it's a very unique story, especially, I, I guess, for Satoshi Kon, but also has a great message that's tied in with the holiday spirit. And those are all the questions that we came up with or that we collected for this episode. It was a lot, though. And hopefully we had a nice you know, nice variety of like really tough questions and really fun questions. But if any of you guys have answers you want to share for any of the questions that we went through or have your own questions that you want us or other members of the Strictly family to answer, then reach out to us. You can send us an email via our website. You can reach out to us on Instagram or Twitter. Or the best way is to join our Discord and share your answers or your questions in our Discord with our community. And don't be afraid to share any hot takes. I know it, it can kind of be daunting. Like I'm already sweating balls just thinking what you guys are going to think of my answers. But, you know, that always just makes for great conversation. Yeah, hot takes all around. They're always welcome. And thank you guys, as always, for tuning in and joining us every single week. Hopefully you enjoyed this fun discussion episode. But as we mentioned, subscribe to Strictly Anime on your favorite podcast service. Join our Discord to chat with us and share your questions and answers. Follow us on Instagram at The Strictly Series, on Twitter at Strictly Series, and check out our website, thestrictlyseries.com, all other ways that you can reach out to us. If you'd like to support the show, then head over to patreon.com slash thestrictlyseries and to Strictly Jojo, our other podcast dedicated to Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. All links are in the description. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, stay weeb. The one that I came up with is that I think there are way too anime Way too anime? (laughs) (laughs) It's just too much anime.